At this podcast, we believe that representation matters in giving voice to the voiceless, that it's your body, your choice, that Black Lives Matter, that trans rights are human rights, that sports, whether played with or without balls, and fandom are for everyone. We want to tell these stories. Well done. All right, let's talk balls. Back in business. Nobody got fired. <laughs> and we still don't have intro music. Da, 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 da. I could sing one of Jay's favorite songs. Baby, baby, baby. Woo. For people who don't know, Jay is our son. One of our sons. Great. Now they know. Anyway, we didn't get fired because we didn't fire ourselves. We had way too much fun. Might we say we had a ball? <laughs> Just we one. Un ball over here. <laughs> we had one. But we are here. Episode two. Thank you, friends and family, for listening. More shenanigans to come. All 26 of you. 26 downloads or listens or what? Listens. We'll take it. Great. Thank you. Hey, <laughs> once we get into download territory, we're going to be talking sponsors. If you're out there, we're ready for you. For listen ready. to these voices. <laughs> she could listen to herself all day. Catherine, Who are you? Introduce yeah. yourself. Right on. My name is Jordan Cuddy. I'm the talent. Jordan Cuddy Buckets. One day you'll get that right. I remember, I'm the talent. So usually I suck at following directions. <laughs> and Catherine Ferguson is my beloved wife and, and producer. producer. Thank you. Hello. I wasn't going to forget that. And your your nickname is uh, Self Given. And what is it? Cat <laughs> uh, the Closer Ferguson. Because I have a wild kick. When it comes to cross country and closing out races, yeah, she won't run. She end. won't run with me to to save her life. <laughs> no, I hate running. <laughs> the closer, not because she's last, but because she was the fourth runner. Always could count on her to bring it across the finish line in cross country. They just knew we have cat. We're good. We got our closer with the closer. You know, nicknames are usually given by others, but in this case, we'll take it. Thank you. You bet. All right. So our first uh, topic uh, comes from scrolling Instagram, uh, a favorite pastime of mine. And my Instagram is compiled of people I follow, which are either athletes or chefs. So I was on Brooke Williamson's stories largely admire her. I've been going to her restaurants in LA for over 11 years now. Um, RIP, the triple, probably called the Tripel, but man, I love that spot. I'm so sad it's gone. COVID has taken some people from us, but also some real favorite pastimes. We used to go to the triple all the time. Anyway, listening, watching her stories and Seeing how uh, people were asking her questions, and she she basically mentioned that Guy Fieri, the one and only, probably the nicest guy in TV and in food combined, he's currently doing a, uh, we can buy a ticket to his ranch, Catherine, for $5,000 for uh, Jason Sutherfield, who had that accident. So um, if anybody wants to sponsor us going to Guy Fieri's ranch, we're down for that. 
I had no idea that this was a possibility. You can then we can actually go to his. You go yes, to it, and, and Michael Vitaggio is going to be there, and they're going to cook. Manit will be there. Yeah, they're going to do demonstrations. They're going to drink tequila. How many people is this? Like a ten-person gathering? I'm assuming okay. not. His ranch is huge. Huge, but this isn't that story. So we'll take <laughs> this one offline, as they say in the business. Um, but the story is the fact that Brooke alluded to my next career which is Guy Fieri wants to take food competitions to Vegas. For those that don't know, I'm also a Guy Fieri fan. He went to UNLV. He's got restaurants on the strip. And he is uh, creating shows left and right. Honestly, you'll watch a show. Guy Fieri wasn't in it. And then all of a sudden you see him in the credits. And you're just like, wow, how does this guy do it all? Anyway, it begs the question, is cooking a sport? Question for you, Catherine. Do you think cooking is a sport? Well, let's talk about it. All right. <laughs> I think that's a cue for me to talk about it. And okay. So when I was looking this up, apparently there is a culinary Olympics. There's, and it, it's, I mean, I'd love to double click into like who goes to that. Cause I don't think the people that we see go to that. I think the credibility in chefdom, if you will, comes from fame, frankly. So it's and personality. What's that? And Michelin stars. Well, right. That leads to fame, I think. But um, anyway, Culinary Olympics, 2,000 chefs from around the world, they compete against one another in all kinds of like, I don't know, not just putting meals together, but like, how well did you dice this onion or mince this garlic, you know, knife, knife factions. But anyway, we watch Top Chef. We watch Iron Chef. We watch Next Level Chef. We watch Tournament of Champions. All of these uh, games have similar, you know, faces all the time. They've got like influencers sometimes. They have home chefs sometimes. Anyway, it begs, it, it, they're all playing for really big money. In fact, like, they're playing for pretty decent sized purses half of the time, obviously not getting to like PGA purses, but considering how much chefs typically make, uh, it could be some big money. And some of these people are on like all of these shows and some of them are judges as well as on all these shows. So, you know, if you add the fact that they're competing for title and money, um, I don't know, it feels like it could be a sport, not to mention the level of talent and discipline and hard work and strategy that goes into it all. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm still stuck on going to Guy Fury's ranch, to be honest. Um, anyway. But no, I, I agree with you because there's such a technical component to cooking that exists right. in a lot of sports like golf, gymnastics. So many sports are so technical. And although you can be a home-taught um, chef and still be successful and be plenty successful without going to culinary school. Um, there's so much technicality into how you put things together. And that's, I think that's very athletic mind, athletically minded, plus the endurance of being on your feet all day, you know, wearing whatever shoes you wear now to make that bearable. But it's, it's a lot on your body. Yeah. But then, okay. So this is the part where I was having trouble and it's with the judging. Cause you've got like sports and it's like, you're keeping score. There is 
you know, a means to an end, a ball in a hole, a ball in a basket, ball in a net, you name it. And it's black and white. It's very transactionary, if you will, or binary. Um, but then you also have like this eye test. And I wonder if like the same types of subjective and objective criteria actually exist in food and cooking competitions. Cause like, yeah, sure. Like on top chef, you'll have those moments where you're like, okay, you have to measure a hundred meatballs at a hundred grams. It's like, well, how good do you know when a hundred gram meatballs in your hand or not? I don't know if that's big or little, by the way, y'all, but sounds delicious. <laughs> the most massive meatballs. Right. There. And that's like timing and that's craft and all that stuff. But then there's a the subjective criteria. That's a taste test. It's, and it's really determined upon like the palate of the judge and the palate that you have potentially aligning or whatever you make aligning with their palate. So it's the judging that I'm I'm struggling with. Well, but that exists in a lot of sports. So sports like you're talking to someone who did gymnastics for 10 years. So like there's a lot of that, even though it's defined and you have certain elements within a routine that you're doing and they have, you know, different points and deductions. That's kind of the same thing that it's going off of. It's just not as clearly defined because that's regulated on a whole different level. But it definitely reminds me of that like that subjective you could have a judge who's notoriously like really tough or a judge who maybe is you know more lenient or looks for different things and you just know that about the judges that you have so you almost play to those when you are competing so kind of the same thing okay where we call that an alley-oop because that was my next question is like what other (laughs) sports have subjective or rely on subjective judging but what you just said there it it almost feels like they're referees in some capacity because you got mean boys, Scott Frost, who, mm. you know, apparently is racist and, you know, they judges games differently per se. This is all speculation, of course. But ultimately, like, are NBA they ref? Huh? You're talking about NBA ref. Yeah, I was talking about Scott Frost, the NBA ref. But anyway, the the subjective nature of it all the, it kind of brings me to like the good tenants of a food competition. Cause you're talking about knowing the judges and like playing to their, you know, what they look like by Nancy Silverton, man, I'd take a deep breath. Cause she was tough critic <laughs> <laughs> owner of Mo- Osteria Moza. One, uh, one of my favorite places to go on Melrose and Highland. Anyway, hard to get into, but ultimately in tournament of champions, you don't know who the judges are and they don't know who the chefs are. So it's total blind taste test. I kind of, I love that. I love that about that competition. It's probably one of my favorite food shows that we watch. It begs the question how much sway goes into, into a plate bef- if there's a judge's name on it or a, a contestant's name on it. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. I I think it's impossible to remove biases if you know who somebody is and conversely if like you know who you're cooking for or who just cooked that for you okay what about another thing that i think is a good tenant of a competition it's that whole like um guys grocery games the gameplay aspect because it's really about the constraints you put on the competition that make it harder i mean it it's like your it's like the defense it requires a strategy the time management you know the Parse like putting different ingredients together that you wouldn't normally. I mean, is that a question? I agree. 
I just wondered if you had any other ideas that would make a good food competition or like good tenant of one. Mm. So you're saying the two so far are having it be unbiased. So kind yeah, of blind, blind taste test. Blind tasting. And, and like creative constraints. And creative constraints. And then, hmm. I mean, it just has to be done at a high level. Yeah, really high I think, level. Yeah, for it to be a sport and a competition, it's, there's a lot of time that goes into it. And it's something that, you know, I mean, I can cook, sure, if I follow a recipe and that's accessible to me. Yeah, I could go, you know, run a mile if I had to. But that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm great at that sport all of a sudden. I think there's yeah, a level enough. of practice that comes with something being considered a sport. I love it. Okay, so if a go- if there was a competition, if there was a league for cooking, who would who who's who's on your number one list? Who who are you going to back? Who are you going to bet on? Oh man, <laughs> I was not prepared for this question. Um, a league of their own. Mm, I mean, Brooke Williamson is hard to bet against. It's really hard to bet against her. I'd probably you know, nine times out of 10, take her in that competition. Um, Tiffany Faison has recently, you know, been more present in those cooking competitions and I think would be awesome. I'm also super biased to like the LA, like the West Coast, the restaurants we've been to. So Antonio Lafonso, like the <laughs> that trio. Um, I'm going to add one. She's new to LA, but is previously a Chicago chef. Stephanie Izard. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of women. A lot of women. They've been crushing it though. Like on all those competitions, they've been the latest winners. I think that's, that's a good roundup. What's been going on with you this week, Catherine? (laughs) Oh, doing a a whole bunch. Just got our HVAC fixed. That was a big deal. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Car is serviced, ready, ready to go. Um, but no, I actually had a, an interesting conversation with somebody. I am currently on the market for a new gig, for a new job, and I've been having a lot of really excellent conversations with some really interesting people. And I talked to this woman who is leading strategy at a um, at a new app, and it's geared towards student athletes uh, to help them get ready for a career, basically. It's a video-first platform that allows um, student-athletes to record videos of their strengths, basically a video resume, so really Mm. geared at Gen Z. And um, it got me thinking, as a former student-athlete and yourself as a former student-athlete, are schools really doing enough to prepare athletes for that transition from being an athlete? Like, that's a whole identity that's what you are. And there's not really any time to think about anything else. Um, and you're also not necessarily preparing in a way to enter the world once you're done with sports or really have any way of knowing what that's going to feel like or do to your identity and your confidence. Um, so yeah, just curious, do you think that schools are doing enough to prepare student athletes for their next step? I mean, I think, I don't know if schools are doing enough. I mean, it's been a while since I graduated from college. 
but I don't think I knew what to do after college period. Um, and I think that's kind of twofold because I was a student athlete in college and I wasn't, I was a student athlete freshman and sophomore year, junior year. I studied abroad. I quit basketball, studied abroad. And then senior year, I didn't go back to it. Um, but ultimately all to say is like, I didn't make time for an internship and also couldn't afford an internship. Like an internship oftentimes was like, cool, you're going to go somewhere in the world and work for free. And your parents are going to pay for your room and your board while you work for this company for free to gain experience. And then bam, you put that on your resume and that's fantastic. So I didn't, I wouldn't have had that luxury anyway. Um, which I think was kind of like the expectation is that everybody would more or less have an internship. Um, so that said is if that's the expectation, there's not really time to do that. If you're a student athlete between going to classes and working on your game and then participating in said sport when, well, one, you're not thinking about that anyway, but two, like it's not, it needs to be almost a prerequisite of some sort for, I think, students to really be thinking about it unless they're just kind of like built that way, so to speak. Yeah. It's interesting to think about on a college level versus a high school level too, because that's when you really should start thinking about it. Um, at least, you know, for those who are going to do sports in college, but maybe it's not their whole thing. Um, but I think that having gone to university of Oregon there was this conversation happening among my peers of, wow, the school does too much for athletes. Just all the money from yeah. Phil Knight and from Division One College, <laughs> Division One College Man. sports. There were some insane facilities for athletes that felt very exclusionary to the rest of the college world who were attending there, not for sports but for something else. Um, but I feel like even if you're among those programs or in, in that, you know, I think about that NCAA commercial, like, you know, athletes are, or students are more than just athletes. And it's very lip servicey. It feels very lip servicey to me um, because there is such a, I don't, I don't know if I'm even over the fact that I'm not an athlete anymore. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I think it's like, depends where you are an athlete as to what type of, you know, if I was a Division three athlete at a liberal arts college, most people don't can't even like, like when I say, oh, I went to DePaul, like, oh yeah, in Chicago, no, and then I usually hold up my hand with a W and it's like, no, DePaul, like, look at my paw, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then they That's get it, awkwardly. and then they're like, you know, and then they're like, oh okay, whatever, so you weren't an athlete. Um, and uh, it's, it's, you know, that is, sounds like I have some baggage, but anyway, um, I think that part is, you know, it really depends. Um, because if I saw on somebody's resume that was replying to me that they were an athlete in college alone, I think differently about that candidate immediately in a really positive way. And if I see that they're an athlete at like the Ohio State University or, Oregon University, University of Oregon or whatever it's called, um, <laughs> then 
then I think even higher, higher of them. So like that kind of goes, that does play to their, you know, like strengths or you know their their chances of getting the job or even just getting the interview in some capacity. But if you're just basically saying, are the tools do the tools exist to get a student athlete a job post college? No, but they don't exist. I don't think for anybody. Do I think a video resume is the answer? Depends on how much marketing money you're going to put behind it. Because there's also this thing called LinkedIn. Right. <laughs> so what I'm curious, like what the ghosting differentiator of this com- company's only doing like um, athletes. So if you're now that I know about it and I like to hire athletes because I think they come with a certain mentality, I would totally use that. Yeah. I think big caveat that it's not launched yet, but oh, exciting! Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's particularly interesting in the context of nil name and likeness. Um, Adidas just announced in for the anniversary of Title IX that they were signing fifteen student or female athletes to nil deals, um, which is a big deal. That's and awesome, and I think. So that's a great precedent, but I also don't think NIL is super accessible for all athletes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very specifically catered towards athletes who are going to be the best at their game, which is completely deserved and should be. But for the ones that are on the team and still go to every game and put all their work into it, but maybe aren't going to be known or have their jersey sold, you know, what's the path? Or Carter? <laughs> I mean, it's it's the same for the 10th guy on the bench in the NBA. He's getting like the men deal, right? Like it's welcome to the real world sooner. Know earlier that this isn't the path for you. Uh, Maybe I'm just tough. (laughs) A very tough mentality. (laughs) I would think I get it from my mother. (laughs) Hi, mom. (laughs) All right, let's move. Let's move on. Quick update. Brittany Griner is... The Biden administration has organized a potential deal if Russia goes for it to exchange prisoners, which I think is kind of, I mean, maybe this happens more often than I, than I know, but I'm paying attention and this is pretty incredible, I think, and, and a testament of ideally progress in our country, but yeah, it's not something that we usually do. Um, or the Justice Department is not super excited about this, but I think it is. It's it's crazy that this happens, and I think it's it's really opened our eyes a little bit more into the fact that this does happen. And when it's somebody that is a really really top of her game athlete her game being the key word there that, you know, that she's even been there this long is, yeah. is crazy. Um, so I'm, I'm really 60 really days, happy. I think. Yeah. I was really happy to see that that was offered. So I think we're in like, wait and see. Probably a PR stunt, but whatever, get her home. Yeah. Get her home. All right. We are going to move in to pop pause. Spoiler alert. He changed his name. So listen closely. Papa's parlay pick of the day. 
Give it up for my pops. Hello, everyone. This is the artist formerly known as Grandpa C. It has been brought to my attention by two of my biggest fans, Cal and Jay, that they don't know a Grandpa C. They only recognize Papa. So by request, my new handle is simply Papa. Let's get down to talking balls. And in my case, a parlay for the day. The last time we talked, we threw the Houston Astros and the Toronto Blue Jays at you in a two-team parlay. And though it's only a two-teamer, as pointed out by the talent of this show, she, prefer, she prefers to play for big money by playing four and five teamers. However, that big money rarely comes home. But Papa's parlay did come home for sure. And I hope you came along with it. So here we go for Thursday, July 28th. This will be a three-team parlay. Uh, there's not a big schedule on Thursday. So we're staying in the Eastern Division. We're going to start off by taking the Tampa Bay team against the Baltimore team. Baltimore's throwing Jordan Lyles. It's got an ERA of above, above five. And it looks like Tampa Bay is going to throw a bullpen game. Tampa Bay has been sliding a little and can sure use a big win here. So we've got Tampa Bay in game one. Game two, we're taking the Yankees versus the Royals. Yankees are throwing James Tallion. He's 10-2 and two with a 3.93. Up against Brady Singer, who also has a good ERA. Yankees are a much better team. We've got the Yanks. Blue Jays, next up in the same division. Hottest team in baseball right now. They're going up against the Tigers of Detroit. Blue Jays have Alex Manoa going. He's their ace. Detroit's throwing out Tyler Alexander, a rookie at 2-3 and three with a 4.05 ERA. Blue Jays, Yankees, Tampa Bay is the parlay. Your 100 bucks will get you 300 back. You give 100 at the window, and you go get 400. So that's the parlay for this Thursday. And for all you big money proponents, your chance comes Friday with the Mega Millions Lottery at now $1 billion. Good luck and have a great night. Papa C. That was Pop's pick of the day. He won last time, so you may want to, you know, take his advice. You notice he didn't give you out the his numbers for the Mega Millions, but, you know, can't share it all. Anyway, we buried the lead. We have a really special guest that's going to be joining us. 
I love this individual. I am so sad she moved, but she is the perfect person to join us in this inaugural segment called Sports. The one, the only, Caitlin Lacey. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah. What's your name on yeah. here? Yeah. Sports Queen. <laughs> oh my goodness. Kate Lacey, welcome to the show. Hi. Are you as excited as we are? I mean, yes, I am. And last night I was up in the middle of the night being like, what am I going to talk about? I have no knowledge. That's great. Real knowledge. That's why it's fun. <laughs> so so it's called sport. And the reality is, is that you don't have to have any sport knowledge because this is us just going to, we're just going to poke fun at you. Okay, I'm here for that. In a loving way, Kate. It's so it's good. So to good see to see you guys. I am drinking a beer. Right on. We're talking about sports. Yes, <laughs> I love it. It's, this is not a normal. I don't think I've ever seen you drink a beer before. No, nope. <laughs> I don't do it. I'm doing it just. For <laughs> this you. is a first. Okay, this right on. At first. the end, you have to crush it on your forehead. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> sports. <Yell> sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so Kate, your mom uh-huh. requests my pre- my friendship today on Instagram. You should accept. I did accept. I was actually like really surprised because we had our first like IRL hang so long ago and she's living it up in Capri, living her yes. best life and she truly is. Clearly thinking about me. I felt so special. That's I will admit that's really weird, the timing, but yeah, right? I'm really glad you guys have fully connected. Yeah, I'm I'm telling my own story about the timing. Considering your mom butt posts on Instagram all the time, I'm sure it's an accident, <laughs> but whatever, whatever. How Hello. is Clay? Momming is a sport, you know, so how's Clay? Momming is a very intense mental and physical sport for sure. It takes all types of dedication, routine, strategy. Truly. I mean, practice. Y'all got your zone defense going on? Oh, my God. We're, yes. (laughs) We've got our bench. You can see by the look on that face. You have your bench? We have our bench, (laughs) our support bench. Yes, now we're talking. Do you all have uniforms? Yes. Um, all of our uniforms are just shirts that we don't care are covered in breast milk and spit up. Exactly. Yeah. And they're always yes. being washed. Uniforms You're ready. are always yeah. dirty. Yep. Okay. So yeah. if, when Clay plays a sport, what are you, what do you want to be like the blank mom of like screaming on the sidelines? So I think about this. I, I think, If he could play any sport, I do think golf or tennis would be the sports that I would really support. Well, you can't make much noise in the stands during those. I know. I know. But you know her outfits. Oh, nice. Totally. And they're like outside and they're always at like nice places. Okay. So totally about you digging it. (laughs) Absolutely about me. The first tenet of being a sports (laughs) mom. I get it though. Cause like you like to play tennis and Lance loves to Mm -hmm. play golf. Yeah, totally. 
And I just like, I don't want to see him getting, you know, hurt. Yeah. Football. No contact. Yeah. Basketball could be really cool, but I mean, I don't know how tall he'll be. Or, it's a long season. Basketball, I'd be okay. Yeah. Basketball would be okay. But golf or tennis would be my All right. Choice. All right. Before we get into more of your, um, you know, more things about you and sport and mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. the way that they don't, it's like oil and water. Um, <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> one thing because at the top of the show, we were asked, we were talking about Guy Fieri. We were talking about Brooke Williamson. We're talking about all these chefs that I bet you miss dearly now living in Texas. But yeah. it sounds, it sounds like Guy Fieri is going to basically bring cooking competitions to Vegas and make it a sport that you can actually like bet on. So do you think cooking is a sport, Kate? Should I ask Lance? No, I think cooking is an art. Ooh. Yeah. If only you had a mic to drop. (laughs) I mean, I get it. I think this, the food competitions are fun. I watched a couple of episodes of Top Chef the other night. I've been watching so much TV while you know raising a ten-week-year-old. Wow! Because um, I'm at his beck and call all the time. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it, and some of them are like a little intense. My favorite is the Great British Bake Off. I mean, that one is maybe even more Special. of a sport, though, realistically. It's so sweet. It's the sweetest sport, if it is. <laughs> but no, cooking is not a sport. Okay. You can make it, you can make anything a sport. Does putting, making a bet on something make it a sport? No. No. I don't think so. No. I but... could bet, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is great. It's nice to have a contrarian. Appreciate it. Check out Tournament of Champions and Next Level Chef and let me know what you think. Next Level Chef. Oh, we didn't even talk about I Next know. Level Chef. I, I mean, that's a yeah, good I think you'll one. like it. Take a swig, take a swig down the hatch. Yeah. All right. So, tell us. I did have a. I'm sorry, I had to interrupt. I have to. We can cut it if you hate it. Um, I did when you said that you were at Clay's uh-huh. beck and call. Reminded me of Ball Boys, but I really wanted to call you a breast <laughs> boy. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I am, yeah, my uniform, speaking of what my uniform would be, is leggings and any shirt that I can just release my boobs at any time. Absolutely. In fact, why wear one? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just, you wear, you just do, wear a dickie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have to dickie, what that di- is. Okay, so a dickie is very 1980s. It's... During the winter months, but maybe you were ran a little hot. Um, you know, turtleneck under the sweaters were very, very popular. So this was the turtleneck, and then it just ended like right before your boobs start. So think of like oh, a tree yeah. skirt, right? <laughs> so you're like, oh, I'm wearing a turtleneck, wearing a turtleneck, but I'm not sweating. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have like yes, exactly. So you know, I'll I be- first thought a dicky might be, you know, when you played basketball as a child because i was on a basketball team one point in my childhood okay nobody's nobody's and discounting that the practice jerseys i thought that oh. might be a dickie. oh yeah no they were you, just like, practice jerseys like, you're red you're blue yeah and you had to put on like this little mesh thing. oh i know it what you're talking about for... it would yeah. it would yeah we can send some of those <laughs> we'll get them branded let's talk balls 
Dickies. That's going to be our first piece of swag. <laughs> we'll send one to Stefan, one of our old colleagues who only wears turtlenecks even in the summer. But this is a perfect solve for that. But anyway, you live in Texas. This podcast is just know, for Jam, Jam 3. <laughs> Jam 3 and our family and friends. Okay, tell us about Texas. And okay. do you have a local team now in any sport? Okay. Texas is hot as balls. Yeah. It is so hot here. It's like 105 all the time. I'm not used to it. Yesterday, our upstairs uh, air conditioning broke. So that was like not fun. Um, But in regards to Dallas and sports, I do feel like the Dallas Cowboys are an iconic team. Yeah, they're And they're very easy to cheer and root for. Because like... If you were a kid in the 90s, I feel like in Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, see, that's stuff I can get into. I get into sports when there's like a history behind it. Okay. I like that. Like if there's like a history of like the stadium, like I love the LA Dodgers stadium or like, like this iconic team and like, I don't know. I I really like that. So I feel like I, I could get into the Dallas Cowboys because- I didn't have an L.A. football team, although the L.A. Rams went to one of their playoff games. That's right. Sports queen. I remember. And it was so fun. (laughs) Okay. And speaking of L.A. Rams, so we had these amazing seats and they were right in front of the cheerleaders and there was a male cheerleader on the squad. She said male, everybody. She's from Kentucky. So let me just. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Male. 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 A boy cheerleader, a man cheerleader, Um, and he was amazing and like honestly was so inspirational from the stands. He was so good. He was so good. And he do flips and And, stuff, or like is it his face? Oh yeah, he's doing all the dance moves, all the all the. She did a body roll. She did a body roll. All the like, and it was he's amazing. Found him on Instagram. He's at Energizer Bunny. Oh, sounds like a porn Um, name. He, I know, he's just a very special person. I've thought about reaching out to him and sending him a DM being like, thank you so much for brightening my experience at this football game. You should. I bet you'd get a response. Um, But yeah. I bet you, I can't wait to see the arc of this because I think it's going to (laughs) happen. And you you guys are going to be friends. You guys come on the podcast. Oh my God. That feels like very We could have a whole other segment and he could be on sports. Sports? Yeah. He's so good. We can talk all about being a Dallas. He was Cowboys. a he was a Rams. Truly cheer, Rams. You know? He was on the Rams team. Oh, I know. Shoot. I don't think the Cowboys okay, never mind. I want to know how many you know professional sports teams have male cheerleaders. Men, mill, mill. We got it. We got it. Um, I assume not a lot, but the LA Rams do. I don't know. And I, I, uh, they're amazing. I mean, LA may be a bit more open-minded than Texas. No offense, Kate. Um, yeah, but <laughs> we won't <true>. go there. <laughs> um, but good to know about Dallas Cowboys. Don't Google Jerry Jones. Uh, okay. totally, totally follow them. They are easily easy, easy to hate. They are also easily to hate. They're one of those mm. super polarizing teams, but you know, okay. I, okay. I, I think you've got okay some fun that. stuff. Dak, Dax, they signed Dak. They finally gave him his money. That's good. Okay. You got He's um, a quarterback. See, you 
guys, she's one for Good one. Good job, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> Who's my guy from the Ohio State University? The running back that's on there? The truck. This is a question Zeke? for me? Zeke. No, oh. Don't worry. Don't worry. Oh. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. All right, Kate. So mm-hmm. I know that you like sports with history, but but tell me about your history with Rory McIlroy. Okay. So um, my husband is an avid golf, golf watcher. Mm-hmm. Every, every, it starts, doesn't start on Saturday or Sunday at our house. It starts at like Thursday at 10 a.m. and alarm goes off. An alarm? TV comes on. Mm-hmm. To remind him. Yeah, get this on. To turn on the golf. And at first, I really actually liked it because golf is a very easy sport to nap through. Oh, it's very you, quiet. Totally. You can sleep until like hole 16 on day four, wake up, nice. and then literally watch like you get it. So You're, sleep from Thursday to Monday at five. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Watch 16 through 18 and you're, you're good. That's it. That's all you need. And I, I always really liked it because of that. I never, you know, minded that he had the golf on. But lately I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm going to try to, you know, get into a little bit more. And so I decided that I would have a golf crush. Nice. And I would find a golf professional to crush on so that I could root for him. Ooh, did it happen naturally or did you do some research? Well, I always thought Rory was cute on TV and he... It's a cute name. He's a cute name. Rory. And he's like such a gentleman. And I started following him on Instagram first because I was Ooh, like... I that's like how it starts guy. with you. Noticing some things. Started following him on Instagram and I was like, I really like him. And then he like talks really lovingly about his wife and she's like not in the spotlight and they seem like normal. They're not like, um, like a Brooks Kepka or like a Dustin Johnson or that other guy who wears, who drinks chocolate milk after tournaments. Yeah. Uh, you know more about this one than I do, but Bryce I'm going to, DeChambeau yeah. is like Anyways, yeah. built <laughs> not for golf. He literally drinks chocolate milk after tournaments. I'll never forget that. But I just really liked him and I think he's so cute and he's so good. And so I've started rooting for him and Lance gets so annoyed because I'm always like, oh, like, well, he's not going to win this one. And I'll be like, I'm going to be in a terrible mood if he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the mark fan. of a true sport yeah. fan when you feel like <laughs> shit. When your when your team loses, oh my! It's it's for real, and everyone. It's for real. He, it, this came to a climax. Like I think it was last weekend or like before. At, climax. Was it the open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Came. Well, there was an open, and yes. everyone was rooting for him. Yes. And he was like winning all week, and then he lost right at the end. Was this past weekend at the at the St Andrews? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm. Who won? I actually watched, like. All 18 holes. No, probably like six onwards because I was rooting for Rory. Oh my gosh. That is so. That's he played love. it too safe. That's... He played it too safe, they said. Oh. But that's why I like him. Oh, I'm sorry for your loss. Because he played it safe? 
Because he plays it safe. He's just. Oh. Oh, he reminds you of Lance. He's cute. He's got this accent. Where's he from? Ireland. Oh. I mean, Rory. McElroy. Yeah, I mean, fair enough, but Jordan McGillicuddy. <laughs> that hasn't been your name for a long time. Since the potato famine. <laughs> <to be fair. laughs> so, ladies, if you want to enjoy the time that your partner has a sports on, just find a man, follow him on Instagram, and it's going to really make things way more fun. I can't wait. I, I got to find me a man on Instagram. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Or lady, whatever you want. I will be concerned. <laughs> <laughs> you already I, have I mean, LeBron, Kate, though, so LeBron. it's not. About, I mean, you don't need to okay, find somebody. I actually <laughs> saw LeBron, like some footage of LeBron the other day, and I like every single time. I'm like, what is this man's body? Like a machine. Is, he is a beast. I know. I admire. You've seen those tonal commercials? Yeah. He is He's a, a, of art. a million dollars a He's, year he puts into his body. I can't, I have to mention one thing because last episode I talked about my six degrees of LeBron James and I got it a little wrong because Ernie's wife is, is a nurse, not a swimsuit model, but Hey, one could argue that crucially or... important. <laughs> Some would argue more important. Yes, definitely. But I, yeah, I don't want to knock Kate Bob in case she's listening. So I would, <laughs> I want to say that you are first I'm I'm six degrees now of Jordan Spieth because Lance went to his sister's wedding and Jordan was there. Yes. <laughs> I had to follow that. Fact check. Yeah, he's because you're because <laughs> Jordan's yes. also your name. So Jordan wasn't there. Yes. Jordan Spieth yes. was yes. there. Yes. I yes. that is true. That's cool. He's so a it's family friend. I mean, my pretty sure Clay could probably get some, uh, you know, tips. lessons pretty soon. I know. Got you thinking. Get some tips. Well, Kate, it was an absolute pleasure. Well, Kate, right. it was an absolute <laughs> pleasure having you on our second episode and our very first guest. Was it fun? You guys, it is honestly such an honor that I, of all people, was the first guest. How inclusive, how inclusive of you. Yeah, and I'll be real with you. We didn't even (laughs) ask anybody else. You were our first pick, and after bothering you for 48 hours, you accepted. And I so appreciate that. First pick in our draft. If the fans demand my return, I'll do it again. Oh, I'm so glad to hear. It must be right. worth repeating. <laughs> What's the next sports season? <laughs> I'll start kind of combing Instagram for a new crush. Ooh, okay. Well, football's going to start. I, I would recommend because we've got this whole name and likeness situation going on in college too. Get yourself a college guy and a professional. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll try. I'll try. I feel like you would really vibe with Justin oh, Herbert, yeah. the quarterback for the Chargers, University okay. of Oregon alum. Okay. Uh, he's, he's yeah, a great but dude. I think she goes for gingers. Herbert. If if I had to, <laughs> he's yeah, blonde. Okay, he's, cool. I you know I don't 
close. <laughs> okay. I'm open to it's inclusive. Inclusive. All right, Kate, inclusive. with your permission, we're going to put some marketing materials out there tonight teasing you on our next episode oh dropping tomorrow. Oh you guys. <laughs> Hopefully I added something. We're going to post this. it on Slack. We're, yeah, we're going to post it on Slack at three. three. That's our marketing. I bet you I'm going to get, so we had 26 <laughs> listeners. I'm going to say we're going to have 32. Damn. So not only some repeats, <laughs> but some newbies. Okay. How many of those are going to be Kate's mom oh, on accident? My mom will... She will absolutely try her hardest and fail to listen to this. <laughs> Love the um, honesty. And she'll call me and <laughs> ask me to walk her through it. So I'll not be able to do it, but she will try. So oh God, she is it. like a ghost, ghost. She won't be in the analytics, but she will in her heart. Okay. Listen. Yeah. You'll, you'll kind of like put it on your phone and hold it up to like Lance's phone. And then like, before you know it, she's like hearing third party and Capri. We've got a listener in Capri, everybody. I love it's a it. global podcast. All right, Kate, we love you very much. Hopefully we see you soon. That's not us coming to Texas, but maybe you come into Los Angeles. <laughs> just kidding. We, we would totally come visit you. Bring your Texas. Family. We just wouldn't be able to hold hands. Yeah. <laughs> you can. You can. You can. But we'll hold, we'll hold clay. clay. Hell yeah. Give we us will. a baby. And Lance can make us a brisket. We love you, Kate. Yeah. Yes. Different. Brisket, wine. We won't make you drink beer. Oh, I guess. There's Clay. Can you hear him? Yeah. Okay, I got to go get him. All right. All right. Bye, Kate. Sports? Sports? <laughs> Sports. I love it. That was awesome. That was the one and only Kate Lacey, one of our really good friends, um, one of my colleagues. Go way back. Totally adore her. Kate, uh, <clears throat> Catherine, who is your sports crush? Mm-hmm. Currently? Oh, man. I, I just thought of this question. I don't have an answer either, actually. Your sports crush is LeBron James. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was thinking more of like the flavor of the month. Like who's, who are you paying attention to? Yeah. Oh, you know who I, oh, I've been following oh, Sabrina yeah. Ionesco. Ionescu. Um, she plays for the New York Liberty and is awesome. She also went to University of Oregon. This is a theme. Very big duck sports supporter, but she's been crushing it. Yeah. She's incredible. I, love I saw all the coverage all of her highlights. When, um, the Bryants went to her game, and yeah, they they mm-hmm. they killed um, Chicago. And then the two, the star from Chicago, uh, yeah, Candace Parker. Candace. I should know this because pitched and lost on her campaign. Bummer. Um, they both went to dinner together. Like that's what I love about sport, right? Is like you can <laughs> compete and then. And you know, imbibe and and have and break bread together at the end. I think that's super cool. Don't know if that happens in men's sports, but yeah. I love that about love that about the WNBA. <laughs> All right, we gotta go. We gotta go get our kids. Yeah, we Shoot. gotta go get our kids. All right, this is us <laughs> signing off. See you next time. Bye.